welcome to your spiritual BFF podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Easter Johnson. Do you ever want to ask all your woo-woo, weird questions to someone, but don't know who to go to? Are you spiritually curious? Well, I'm your girl, here to guide you in all things spirituality, manifestation, crystals, energy healing, and more. Welcome to your awakening. I just wanted to make a note about this episode before we jump into it. I recorded the episode and after listening back, I wanted to clarify a few things. So I mentioned in this episode that Sage and Palo Santo and these smudging practices are sacred and I make a note of Native Americans um, making, really giving them credit for this, but I wanted to delve into that more and clarify that I mean indigenous peoples all over the world, specifically South America, in fact. (laughs) Um, I am American and live in the U.S., and so often my perspective can be very um, North America's based. And so I actually had a conversation that was so enlightening recently with a friend of mine, Valeria, and she was sharing with me... um, some more information about the uses of sage and even from the very beginning um, of of how actually before you even using the sage to smudge of the way it's harvested, the way it's planted, the reverence um, that indigenous communities um, bring to this practice. And I just wanted to put that in the beginning of this episode because um, I wanted to clarify that I mean indigenous peoples and to share with you a few things that I've learned since recording this. So Valeria shared with me that she has actually worked with many indigenous peoples um, in South America as well as North America and the true reverence, the ritual of planting the sage, of then watching it grow and nurturing it. And then when it's time to harvest it, native, um, there I go again, indigenous communities, indigenous people will actually speak to the plant first, asking for permission, honoring its use and thanking it for allowing them to cut it and use it. Now, this again is a very like ancient practice. This is not something any modern communities have come up with. So I just wanted to share a little bit more um, about this practice and how it is treated with reverence and then clarify a few of the things um, that I shared in the episode. I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Hello, welcome back to your Spiritual BFF podcast with me, I'm Hannah. Today's podcast episode is going to be all about Sage and Palo Santo. I get this question a lot. What's the deal with Sage? What's the deal with Palo Santo? And those two are specifically things that I use almost every day. Sage is, of course, an herb. Um, Many people use white sage to create sage bundles. So when you hear me say sage, it's um, normally in a bundle, it's wrapped up, and you use sage to, you'll light it on fire. So what you'll do is you'll have your sage bundle, you're lighting the end on fire, and you wait until it's on fire, and then you'll blow it out, and it creates smoke. We call this smudging. In the spiritual community, you might hear the word smudging. It's the same thing. Sage, Palo Santo, whatever you're smudging, rosemary, people use different things. 
Um, but specifically sage and Palo Santo is sacred um, smoke. And really it came from Native Americans. So I'm, also, I'm always um, mindful to mention the roots of where this practice and ritual comes up um, and, and honor our Native American ancestors and Native American peoples that created these rituals and used these things from the earth in a really sacred way. So sage is used to clear energy from a space, from your house, from a room, and also from your energy. So you can use sage to clear your own energy. So it removes energy, it cleanses energy, okay? Palo Santo, and that's a sacred wood from the Palo Santo tree. Palo Santo is a sacred wood. And again, you do it very similarly, light the end on fire, um, uh, make it go out. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. And then it creates the smoke. So Palo Santo is used to bring in the light, invite in the light. It's a very healing smoke. So I like to use sage first and then use Palo Santo next. Now I may not always use them together. I often do, but I may not always use them together. You know, I just go with my intuition. Like if I feel like I've attracted, I've been out in public or I've been with a lot of people lately or had people over to my home, I'm going to go for the sage and really cleanse out any energy that's not mine along with my intention. So that's the other thing I want to say here. Using these tools, um, similar to crystals, right? It's all about intention, your intention with using them. So I go to and reach for my sage when my intention is to release any energy that isn't serving me, any energy that isn't mine, and to really just cleanse. It's almost like when you do like a deep clean of a room or, you know, your kitchen or your bathroom, it's like, okay, I'm doing a deep cleanse of my energy, of my aura, of my energy field. And because especially for all my empaths out there, my highly sensitive people, my empathic folks, you're attracting energy. It may feel really heavy. So I was constantly using sage and Palo Santo at the beginning of my journey to um, help me cleanse before I started um, getting a lot of other tools like grounding, energy healing, energy work, chakra balancing, um, returning my energy back to me, all of that. So I was constantly saging, but honestly, nowadays, anytime I have somebody over to my house, I sage my house because people leave bits and pieces of themselves behind wherever they go. Energy, if there's been an argument in the room, um, if there's been a lot of emotional release, they have just had a cry or I did a healing up here in my healing room. I'm always, always, always after a healing, um, cleanse that because people drop energy, they're releasing energy, energy is being processed, etc. Um, and for myself to take, making sure I'm not taking on anybody's, um, anything from their field or their energy. So always using sage when I do healings, of course, but when, even when I have family over to my house, I'm saging, it's not like I'm saging them away, but I want my house to return to my house and be my own energy and be in my own energy. So I'm cleansing it and I'm setting my intention before I do it, especially I'll do like a deep cleanse of my entire house, like maybe once a month. And I set my intention at my front door, ask my angels and guides to support me and set my intention for my house. I might come up with a few words that um, represent the space that I'm cultivating in my home. And then I do that once I go into each room. And so you're going to want to go when you're cleansing your room, you're going to want to go in a clockwise direction in that room and don't forget the corners. Stagnant energy likes to gather in those corners because it's like a it's like a dead zone. It's a dead space. So you want to um, go to those corners as well and set your intention for that space. For instance, my living room. 
my intuition may be connection, um, fun, invitation, invitation, because it's right by my front door. And if I'm cleansing my bedroom with my husband, you know, that's our, that's our sacred space. I'm setting the intention as I'm going around clockwise with the smoke and you might have to relight, excuse me, you have to relight. I'll, I'll, um, bring that up in just a moment, but my intention for my bedroom may be love, intimacy, connection, vulnerability, protection, good sleep, right? Because that's the place where you're getting your rest, okay? So setting the intention for each room in your home, your kitchen, for instance, okay? You might be thinking health, wellness, nutrition, peace, love, any essence that you want to bring into that space. Your intention is major in using any of these spiritual tools and modalities. So back to the sage going out. Okay, so sage, say you have your sage and you've lit it and it's really smoky and beautiful and you get to a corner or a place in your room and it goes out. Don't be afraid. It's nothing bad. There's no bad and good here. But just notice, okay, it's gone out here. I'm going to relight it. And it could be going out because it wasn't lit properly to begin with. It didn't have enough, you know, it wasn't on fire properly enough in the beginning when you um, smudged it out. But there could also be stagnant energy in that area. So I would just go over that area just a little bit extra, just to really clear and break up whatever energy or stagnation is in that space. Um, I've, I've heard stories of people cleansing homes. Like I don't, I haven't ever cleansed anybody else's. Well, I've helped a few people cleanse their own homes, um, but do like blessings and really clearing out homes before people move in or if they've been living there a while and they're feeling like, oh my gosh, there's just so much heavy energy here. Or every time I go in my closet, I think of, you know, my mom or like things like that. I've heard of people going into homes to do these, to do these rituals and help them cleanse their home and bless their home and all that. And they'll say, wow, like there's a lot. I keep having to relight the sage in this room. You know, what, what's in this room? Is there something in a closet? You know, what, what's in here? And they'll say, oh, my dad, you know, their dad's past. My dad's old suits are in there. Or, oh, that's where I keep my workout equipment and I hate working out. Okay. Like little things like that that have energetic, um, weight that are maybe heavy energetically, or they're just energetically charged. Okay. So maybe it's old paperwork. It's just really, when you think of old paperwork, you might see it. I just got the visualization of stacks of paper and like, Oh, it's so heavy and cumbersome and blah, blah, blah. Like we have all our finances stuck away in a closet. It's like, okay, no wonder. Like a, you're hiding your finances. There's something in there energetically that you can be clearing up with money. But B, like it's that heavy energy and it's avoidance, okay? So telltale signs like that can be really supportive. So if you're doing your own home, clearing your own home, just noticing if there's, if you intuitively feeling like, oh, the energy here is stagnant or heavy or feel sad maybe even. I've heard people that clear other people's homes um, as part of their services, part of their gift, they'll say too, like, oh my gosh, like I feel so sad in here. Like I'm getting a feeling of sadness and, and they'll say like my mom's ashes are in here or, you know, my ex-husband's things are in a box packed away or my wedding dress is under my bed and, you know, our relationships on the rocks or I'm divorced or anything like that, that you have tucked away. Cause we tend to put things in closets and put things under the bed or in the back of drawers those things hold energetic um, um, frequencies and they hold energy of times past. So that's an indicator too of like what can be cleansed in your home. But that's where sage gets to come in and that sacred smoke really goes in and starts clearing and breaking up that energy. And it also may mean that 
you move up something in your home and clear it out, take it outside, give it fresh air. You take it to goodwill, you donate it, you burn it, you throw it away, you give it back to the person it was intended for. Um, you lovingly bless it and, and let it go on its way. Okay. So there's so many great things you can do and go as deep as you want to go. Otherwise, you know, day to day, I use sage. If I come home from work and spend a hard day, or if I've been to the grocery store, if I've been with family for the weekend, I'm just going to sage just to be of respect to my energy. I might feel some funky things going on. I'm just going to sage myself, clear my energy. Um, and then I almost, I personally, I like to think of there being a vacuum at the bottom of my aura and just sucking everything out along with the sage, really clearing it out. Now the Palo Santo I'll use afterwards, or sometimes I use it on my own to bring in the light. And you'll notice when you smell the difference of the smokes, Palo Santo is a much sweeter smell. And then the sage is a much more, um, yeah, it's a much more smoky smell. In fact, my husband hates the smell of the sage. And so I'll often use Palo Santo or I'll do it when he's not here. The other thing you can do is open a door or a window while you're saging to allow that energy to just move out a little easier as well. So those are really the basics of Palo Santo and Sage. Um, I keep my bundles and my stick of Palo Santo in an abalone shell. Um, there's like a spiritual, there's beautiful spiritual meanings about the abalone shell as well because it's really iridescent and kind of shiny on the inside too. And so look that up. It's really quite beautiful. Um, yeah, if you have any more questions for me about smudging or saging your home, saging your aura, that's the other thing I wanted to say. You know, use precaution, of course, because it's sometimes embers or ashes fall um, because it, it it was on fire. <laughs> um, yeah, so just be mindful when you're doing that. It's it's safe enough, but I'm just saying, <laughs> just be careful of that. Um, the other thing is, yeah, you can purchase these at any metaphysical store. You can purchase them online, wherever you buy your crystals and things like that. Um, you can find that as well. Um, I wanted to share a little bit more. I mentioned the abalone shell and maybe um, I can just mention that just for a second. A lot of people think of the abalone shell as a symbol of water, calmness, tranquility, and protection. And um, a lot of people also think of the abalone shell as like washing away unpleasantness, things that shield us from um, the darkness or heavy energy. So I believe that that's probably why that's used to house our Palo Santo and our um, sage. And I missed, I mentioned in the crystal episode that I use sage to cleanse my crystals really well. Amongst other things, you can go back and have a listen to crystals for beginners. Um, but I use sage to cleanse those crystals all the time as well as other things. Yeah. Like I said, you can listen to that episode as uh, other ways to cleanse your crystals, but I like using the sage. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of that, that, that really about covers it. I mentioned opening the doors and windows. It's not necessary, but I do it every time just to energetically like think of everything whooshing outside and then it's transmuted in the sun or, or sinks down into mother earth and it's transmuted. Um, it's not just going like willy nilly out into the, out, out the door. I really just visualizing it all going out the door or the window and then just sinking into the earth or transforming, just disappearing in the sunlight and being transmuted and transformed. Um, yeah. And that helps too. If you have a partner or somebody in your home or a child or an animal that doesn't like the smell of this, uh, this age or the Palo Santo, um, cause they're going to really air out the house in that way too. And let in some fresh air. 
Okay. Like, let me know if you have any more questions about this. Um, this is going to be a short episode. So I figured I would do a little carpool. If you stuck through this episode this far and listened to the end, congratulations, you get two cards pulled just for you. So I set the intention with whoever is listening to this podcast episode receives this message in divine timing. And just know that whenever you're listening to it, don't worry about the time or the date that this was published. You're listening to it at the exact perfect moment. You're receiving the perfect message and everybody's message is everybody's message. So this isn't just for one particular person. This is for you all. Take what resonates with you and you can leave the rest. Okay. The first card I pulled is the autumnal equinox. So that is when the seasons change from summer to fall autumn. And so it has a beautiful picture of autumn leaves um, in a forest. You've got, you know, the orange and the red and the yellow and some green and the sun shining down. And at the top of the card, it also says the word release. And in many parts of the world, when the, when autumn and fall comes around, um, it's preparing for the winter and trees and animals begin conserving their energy and contracting their life force. So we live in a universe that is in a constant ebb and flow of contraction and expansion, contraction and expansion. And because we are a um, part of this world, we too experience seasons of contraction and expansion. And so think about what happens in the fall, the weather becoming cooler, the transition of the earth, the animals start acting differently. They're conserving their energy and food and the trees begin to release their, their leaves. And so just like the trees and they're preparing themselves and the climate changes and they, it's kind of a death of sorts, right? Like it's a preparation for the next cycle of life. And it naturally follows more extreme contraction of winter, in fact, but it really is a cycle of death and rebirth, death and rebirth that we go through too. So it really is a time to begin thinking about what preparing for the season, um, allowing anything in your life to fall away, just like the leaves and the, and the trees in the fall, that the things that are no longer useful or needed for you to live out your highest expression. And the other beautiful card that I pulled for you is the waterfall card. And this is from the deck called Earth Magic by Stephen Farmer, just in case you wanted to know. Waterfall and the word underneath waterfall says effortless. And the picture shows a beautiful two tiered waterfall within a beautiful forest in the mountains, it looks like. And the water's just cascading down into a beautiful pond below. And it's all about how water and nature naturally flows from higher to lower, eventually finding its way to an ocean, a river, a pond, a lake. It really is like one of the most exquisite demonstrations in nature, right? Like it's so graceful and powerful and effortless. And that's where that word effortless comes through. Um, maybe you've come to the edge of your waterfall, of your comfort zone, of your comfort level, and you're fighting maybe resisting going over the edge and allowing that flow to move you through what's coming forward for you and what edge you're coming up against. But your soul is asking you to step beyond the edge and allow yourself to do so with ease rather than struggle. What would it feel like to flow with the water? Um, think about using grace and and flow and effortlessness. And if you, you know, if you're trying to, okay, I'm just going to make myself do it. 
don't make make yourself make it effortless. That just creates more strain, but just approach the present situation or the relationship that edge you're coming up against with awareness, with grace. It's not a time to fight. Okay. Even though your, your body might be in fight or flight and resistance may be coming up. It's not a time for flight, you know, fight or flight, maybe soften into it. Um, you might be being asked to let go completely and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to tumble over this edge and down the waterfall. And, but honestly, I believe once you do take that leap or push against your edge or go over, allow yourself to flow, push yourself a little bit over just the edge, you're going to find it to be ultimately calm and still and in a place of trust of the universe and flow. So keeping your focus on the reward on trusting yourself and trusting the universe to catch you when you come up against your edge will really help you soften into this um, effortlessly (laughs) and relaxing and just yielding to the movement and the moment that's occurring for you and trusting yourself, trusting the universe for what's to come. Okay. Thank you so much for allowing me to do that beautiful reading for you and for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to reach out for a card reading or any support at all, please reach out to me at hello at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com or find me on Instagram at hannahjohnsoncoaching.com. I'll see you on the next episode.